Hi, this is Bernie Dake. Welcome to the Salvation Army's Words of Life. Hi, welcome back to Words of Life. I'm Cheryl Gillum. And I'm Bernie Dake. Today is our final episode in our Easter series with Major Ruth Prieto New. We've so enjoyed having her join us these past few weeks. Such a gifted writer and speaker and teacher of the word. We'll absolutely have her back soon. Yeah. So, Ruth, if you're listening, thank you for your time and your talents. You've been a blessing to us and our listeners. Next week, we're launching another very cool series. If you're trying to work on your social media habits, maybe as a resolution for this year, don't miss this new series. We're being joined by special guest Jason Thacker. He's an author, teacher, podcaster, thinker, and lover of the Lord. He and I sit down to have some really powerful conversations about technology and the modern church. Yeah, so a lot of the work that Jason has done is studying the fact that algorithms have a potential of shaping our worldview. It's definitely true, because if you find yourself searching any one particular thing on social media or YouTube or any of these places that are tracking what you're looking at, what you end up getting is then a feed or suggestions that are related to those searches. And that's what they're saying is that, you know, really technology can shape someone's point of view because eventually they get away from any other opposing view. Right. And that's very hard. We become sort of tunnel vision in a sense. Right. So I think as the modern church, we have to be aware of that so that when we're engaging in social media, even when we're speaking things around our phone, because if you notice that happens too, you speak something and then all of a sudden your feed, you've you've got these uh, ads or things. But um, so I think we just have to be aware of that so that when we're searching things and we're following people, we're making sure that we're following after truth and not after what the algorithms are trying to, you know, the worldview that it's trying to uh, lead us to. Sure. I'm excited. Full disclosure, we haven't done these interviews yet, but as we have an opportunity to talk to Jason, uh, we've got a lot of questions. I certainly do. It's it's intriguing for sure. To learn more, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. If you're enjoying Words of Life, we want to invite you to check out another show brought to you by the Salvation Army. The Holiness Podcast is a monthly Bible study with Lieutenant Colonel Vern Jewett. This show is a deep dive into the scriptures, studying what the Word of God says about holiness. With each episode, there is also a corresponding study guide. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. We have come to the end of our series, For This Reason, God's Long-Term Plan. We have discovered the reason why Jesus was born and died on the cross. God designed everything to correct the problem of death through sin, as it is found in Genesis 3. As soon as man and woman, led by Satan, disobeyed, sin entered creation and disrupted everything. So God, to bring hope and order, set in motion a plan that would take millennia to fulfill. We just celebrated Easter, Christ's resurrection. But what do we do now after Jesus' death and resurrection? What is our mission? We know salvation is ours, but as the Cubans would say, ¿Y ahora qué? Which means, now what? After his resurrection, Jesus appeared to many disciples to encourage them and continue his teaching. After 40 days, he gathered them together in Galilee, and as he ascended to heaven, he gave them a commission. Let's read today's scripture portion found in Matthew 28, 
16 to 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. When we read this passage, we notice certain important aspects. We notice the mission principle. Verse 16 says that the disciples gathered in Galilee. This was God's command to the women at the tomb. You remember that in the past sermon, when the women went to the tomb of Jesus, the angel of the Lord instructed them, go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. So the principle of the mission that Christ has for his disciples, disciples then and for us today, is that we have to obey the mission. So what is this mission? Well, Jesus commands us, make disciples of all nations. It is not a suggestion. The success of the mission depends on us spreading the gospel to all the ends of the earth. Obedience is the first step. And the disciples, some trusting and others doubting, still obeyed. Go to Galilee was his order, and the disciples followed the command. We find many stories in the Bible in which those called by God make their own decisions in a moment of doubt instead of obeying God. Sometimes we think that we know more than God and that our plan is better than his plan. And what happens when we take the mission into our own hands? One word disaster. A perfect example of this is Sarah, Abraham's wife. God had promised Abraham that he would give him a son and his offspring would be innumerable. But time passed and Abraham and Sarah were getting old. The story that follows is found in Genesis 16. So impatient, Sarah decided to fix or speed up God's plan and gave her servant girl to Abraham to sleep with her and have a baby. This decision brought so many difficulties and tension in the family dynamics that could have been avoided if Sarah had been patient. When we do not obey God, we only cultivate sadness and remorse. How many times have we not seen someone who has died in his sins and felt guilty for not having testified about Christ? If I'm honest, I am guilty of this sin. Perhaps we put it down sometimes to shyness or maybe the opportunity was not ideal. But the truth is that sometimes we get lazy and prefer to keep quiet when we should be talking about God. The next thing that jumps out of, to us from the scripture is the purpose of the mission. We already mentioned the purpose of the mission. Jesus commands us, go and make disciples of all nations. All nations means all the world, not just those who are nice to us, not just those who want to listen, not just those who we think they deserve to hear the message, but everyone. We also should not assume that, well, perhaps we have already done enough and maybe Christ is coming soon, so we probably already filled the quota. 
The thing is, Jesus never told us when he was coming back, and in the meantime, we have to preach the gospel. Peter wrote to the churches, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. This is found in 2 Peter 3, verse 9. So God's purpose with his gospel, which means good news, is that everyone has a chance to be saved. But if we don't spread this good news, that opportunity diminishes. What a sad prospect. All Christians who are part of his army, because we're all involved in a war against sin and Satan, we all have to advance the campaign for world conquest. God wants soldiers who fight for the lost, not soldiers who, seeing those without hope and peace, walk by without lifting a finger. So put on the armor of God and go out and fight for those who have not known Christ. Show them the life of Jesus and his teachings and lead a life that is a living testimony to the transformative power of the gospel. As Paul would say, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentiles. Romans 1, 16. Finally, we'll talk about the guardian of the mission. We're encouraged then, without fear, to go ahead with the mission because God is with us, as we learned in our last message. Christ goes before, guiding and guarding. Those are the last words of Jesus before ascending into heaven. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. What words of comfort from our beloved Jesus, Savior and provider. He always, always, not sometimes or many times or half the time, but he will always be with us. We are not fighting this war alone on the front lines. Jesus, our general, goes ahead, showing us the way to go, the lives needed, the service required. Sometimes we ask ourselves, it's just that I don't know whom to preach. Who is ready to receive the message? The answer is that if you follow Jesus, he will show you the opportunity. If you genuinely maintain an intimate fellowship and relationship with Christ, the opportunities will reveal themselves. Furthermore, our testimony shines, illuminates, and encourages others to follow when we live for Christ. Christ wants us to be salt and light in the world. We are to bring flavor to everything around us, a taste of the gospel, and light the path to salvation for others to follow. If we do not give flavor to the world, why do we follow Christ? Jesus said, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. And if we do not enlighten others, it is as if we put a bucket above our candle. Jesus ends that very same section in Matthew 5, saying, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. 
In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So God will guide and accompany us in the mission. Why do we fear? Why do we doubt? Let's obey the Great Commission starting today. Now think about that person that God has placed in your path, in your life, who needs Him. Start praying and trusting that God will show you the plan to follow. And meanwhile, be a living testimony of the transforming power of God. And as your light shines, many will follow you and thus find Christ. I hope that this series has been a blessing and encouragement for those who already know Christ and those who have begun a journey with Him. May God fill you with blessings today and always. The Salvation Army's mission, Doing the Most Good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support, and we'd love to hear from you. Email us at radio at uss.salvationarmy.org. Call 1-800-229-9965 or write us at P.O. Box 29972, Atlanta, Georgia 30359. Tell us how we can help. Share prayer requests or share your testimony. We would love to use your story on the air. You can also subscribe to our show on iTunes or your favorite podcast store and be sure to give us a rating. Just search for the Salvation Army's Words of Life. Follow us on social media for the latest episodes, extended interviews, and more. And if you don't have a church home, we invite you to visit your local Salvation Army Worship Center. They'll be glad to see you. This is Bernie Dake inviting you to join us next time for the Salvation Army's Words of Life.